my name is Joseph. I am Cam. And this week we have a wonderful guest, uh, Rhett. Rhett, why don't uh, you introduce yourself and give us your top four movies on Letterboxd. Hello, it's me. I'm Rhett. Um, top four movies on Letterboxd are Star Wars from 1977. Classic. Right? Jurassic Park from 1993. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> From that team. I, there, you, you can sense a theme, and then I have Spider-Man from 2002. A classic. I yeah, you can tell probably that I like, you know, a little bit of old but practical, somewhat. Big, 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 There's big, some practical in there. Big, yeah, big yeah. sci-fi vibes. I'll, I'll and, like until yeah. until George Lucas got his hands into it, Star Wars was pretty practical. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if uh, you are a longtime listener, me and Cam, you might recognize Rhett from our uh, past podcast, The Five Angry Men. Uh, oh, so this is a, this is a little bit of a, of a reunion of past podcasts, uh, and you know, with Christmas being here, it's almost like a, a ghost of podcast past, exactly. but well, in a good way. Yeah. So yeah, this this week we're talking about Planet of the Apes, but before that, I've got a bit of news. So my, my first bit of news is uh, something I want to hear your opinion on, Rat, because you are a, a Marvel fan, and that is the announcement of Marvel Spotlight. Did you hear about this? I did not. Okay, a uh, so little bit of rundown. So basically, there it's, it's kind of like it's a, it's like a more like street-level brand, like instead of focusing on the, on the big multiverse stuff, it's like more like character-driven, kind of in its own thing. So... Echo is the first of the Marvel Spotlight Okay, so it's similar to kind of like the Defender series from... Yeah, the Netflix vibe. Except like the idea, the whole idea is that it's... Like you don't need to watch any previous movies to understand what's going on. It's supposed to be like kind of in its own like yeah. contained universe. So that just got yeah. announced. Uh, Rhett, what are your thoughts on that? You're, you're a Marvel fan. I am a Marvel fan. Um, that I mean, that's intriguing. I'll be honest, I've been a bit run down by all the Marvel projects and the fact that it's just too big now and most of it is kind of very mediocre. <laughs> but the trailer for Echo, I would say it looks promising. Mm -hmm. Are you going to go see the Marvels this weekend? Uh, probably not this weekend. I'll, honestly, I'm thinking this will be the first Marvel movie since Iron Man 3 that I don't see in theaters. Wow. Other than, I guess, Black Widow because of the COVID. We, we watched that together when we were roommates. Yes, we did. And yeah. we talked through the whole thing. i got to be honest, I don't remember the movie at all. There, there, there there's was, not much to remember. There That's was right. like some sort of blood thingy, I think, and there was agents. and. Well, there was definitely blood death. in the movie. <laughs> at, yeah. least, at least a little bit. There was uh, a little bit, yeah. In, in a continuation of this, um, the, uh, Disney also has a new CFO. And interesting, so... This kind of goes against the trend that Disney's been doing where they've been, you know, either rehiring or, like, keeping, like, Disney executives in, like, like you know, rehiring Bob Iger. They, their new CFO is actually uh, from Pepsi, <laughs> interestingly. Cool. Uh, so th I think that kind of shows that Disney is worried about how things are running in their company, that they're looking for, like, an outside hire. So I don't know uh, if that, what that has to say about, like, Marvel and that kind of stuff if – if it is kind of not good <laughs> behind the scenes, and like that's why they're looking for outside help, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, 
from that, let's get into the strike news. So uh, basically, uh, SAG-AFTRA uh, was just given like what uh, AMPTPs uh, called their last, best, and final offer, which is not a great term of phrase uh, because, well, at least here in Canada, you could take that up to the labor board and call that bad faith bargaining. When if yeah. you say like this is my my this is my last good offer, that's bad faith uh, bargaining because basically you're saying that like I'm not bargaining anymore. Yeah. So like, uh, but I feel so this could easily backfire on the companies because like when you just say like oh I'm just not moving like that makes you look kind of dumb. So yeah. I, I don't and know. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Especially what they're not bargaining on. It seems like they would still want to keep that AI and scanning actors. I think that that's the that's the big contention that they're holding back on. Which like, which is like so, the thing that most like general population people are like, why like that like, like we don't like we understand why they wouldn't want that. Yeah. I don't know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Without like you know from a labor <laughs> not not from a labor background, but as like a uh, just a outside person, what are your thoughts on the, on the whole strike? Well, I mean, using that as like a bargaining technique, like this is our last offer. I mean, no, probably not. <laughs> like it, as, it just makes you look stubborn and kind of like dumb and mean well it's not even that it's just like this is our last and best offer and then they're just like well what if we just say no yeah and we just sit out and you lose more money they're gonna have to do it again like it's just throwing bait into the water and seeing if the fish come and get it Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. all right so another interesting thing that uh, i was reading about is that uh, Apple and Amazon specifically were very, quote, very pleased with the theatrical box office results uh, from the movies that they've been, like, releasing in theaters, mm-hmm. which I think, like, because, like, Amazon owns MGM, yep. uh, which is, I guess, a good thing for us movie lovers who like to go to the theaters that, like, companies that are, or have been trying to move everything into the streaming world are now like, oh, look, we can actually make money if we release good stuff in theaters. And well, uh, I just thought that was interesting. What are your thoughts? Well, because like, it's a sunken cost. Like you, 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 You've already put X million dollars into the product already. So anything you're making, aside from, aside from that, if you're releasing on streaming and in theaters, anything you get from theaters is just a bonus on top of, on top of that. And also, if you release good stuff, people are going to want to go see it. Exactly. So, like, Killers of the Flower Moon, I'm pretty sure across uh, 100, uh, 100 million international, I'm quite sure, which is, like... It just passed that, yeah. Because originally, it wasn't going to go to theaters at all, mm-hmm. but, like, instead, because instead, they released it in theaters, it's $100 million, $100 million they didn't have in their, in their, in their pocketbook before. And, and they can still release it on streaming, get that big, big debut, draw in subscribers, but now you just have an extra... Hundred million dollars. Well, plus then you have like word of mouth when it goes onto streaming, right? Like it's yeah. not just like, like what Netflix has been doing, where they're just like they'll drop like ten movies in a week, and you're like, I don't care, yeah. I, I, <laughs> who cares? Like, yeah. but when you like put it in a theater, it, I don't know, it, it gives it more legitimacy in my opinion. Yeah. Like, also, I, like it, it qualifies it for Oscar runs. Not even that, but like I don't know, like there's just something. I, I mean, I'm a bit of a romantic, but there's something yeah. special about the, the movie theater. I don't know. Exactly. Uh, Rhett, Rhett what, do, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, yeah, obviously I like going to the theater, watching movies as a special place, and I think all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what Cameron was saying about, you know, obviously if you put it into the theater, that's extra money. But 
like I don't think it's all like you do still have to make a certain amount back. I don't know the exact like uh, business metrics for that. I haven't studied um, movie business at all. That's not something that I know a whole lot about. But but you you know business general economics. I, I know general business and marketing strategies a little little bit. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, with Netflix they usually just release like ten at once. Right, like you're saying, and then maybe one of them gets traction. If that, I would say like one in fifty <laughs> Netflix yeah. things gets traction. Like, but like, I mean, Netflix just loses money constantly, so it's wild. Speaking of losing money, perfect segue. Uh, <laughs> it was reported that uh, Paramount lost only two hundred thirty-eight million dollars from streaming in the uh, first full Paramount Plus quarter. Oof. <laughs> so uh, they were happy that they only lost $238 million and they said that, like, that's going to be the peak is them losing $238 and it's uphill from there but first you know you got to hit All zero right. and then it's I mean, uphill like, from there <laughs> I, I subscribe to it it's a pretty good service like you have like their older Paramount stuff like they have um, Wings on there which is the first ever Oscar Best Picture winner so like they had, they had, they had the old Paramount stuff plus they have the newer, newer stuff like and like, and I I think they're like releasing stuff like ahead of physical. Like, so well, like, I think a, a big problem was uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One yeah. was kind of their yeah. their biggest losing point of the of the year. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, well, putting it putting it a week before the Barbenheimer craze was probably a mistake. <laughs> well, I don't know if you could see that coming. Like, that would have been scheduled like a few years in advance. Well, no, it 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 changed release dates. Like, I think. At the, at the start of the year, did it? I think I'm quite sure. I'm, where, where, where's your well, because it, uh, they uh, well, there was some drama because Paramount usually wasn't it. What's his face? Oppenheimer guy, uh, Nolan. Nolan. He used to be with uh, Paramount, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, there, Nolan, there... Nolan used to be with WB. WB did Barbie. So basically, mm. WB was like, "Oh, we'll open Barbie the same day that your new movie opens." <laughs> As like a gotcha, yeah. Because there's turned. there's some there's some drama there with like w, like the the studios, and that's yeah. why they released at the same time. Yeah, it it was WB trying to get get back at Nolan, but it kind of ended, ended up benefiting both of them by turning it into this craze. Yeah. So and yeah. then, uh, you <laughs> destroying know, Mission Impossible, Impossible <laughs> got caught in the crossfires, uh, pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like if they just moved moved it back like a week or two, but like. Or, you, or you, even like with the strikes going on, move it into the fall. Like, there's not that many movies. Like, I don't know. I, I'll, yeah. I'll go see that in like October. That seems like a fun like October movie. It is a good October movie. I had to watch it. I, I have it on 4K now. You've seen it like four times. I saw it directing twice. I haven't seen any of the Mission Impossible movies, so what? I know none. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen That's honestly kind of surprising. There, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Even I've seen a few Mission Impossible movies. They're they're fun. Like as far as practical action filmmaking go, they're they're up there. Well, you just got to go to see how Tom Cruise tries to kill kill himself this time. Exactly. Have you, you uh, have you seen the the conspiracy theory where he's actually faking all of his stunts, but then he's like <laughs> he does it so well or whatever that like I don't know, like, like he has like a stunt. I don't know. There's like a whole conspiracy theory that. He's not actually doing it, but he he like is so good at like faking it that everyone thinks it's real. I don't care. <laughs> I haven't seen that. He's still Tom movies, so that's yeah. He does do the movies, doesn't he? Tom he also does the Scientology. Tom oh, oh man, that's my favorite thing he does. Tom movies cruise. <laughs> Which uh, 
you know, talking about Scientology, that brings us into the movie. Uh, <laughs> so the movie we're talking about is the 1968 movie Planet of the Apes. Uh, so me and Cam, we've uh, kind of, I think I was talking about this last week, how this was kind of uh, one of our introductory into like loving movies as, yeah. as a as a friend group like, sort of I'm, thing. But, but, like I'm, I'm sure that is this the first movie that we watched together? Like or no? Like or I don't think it's like the, the first. first first, but it's like one, one, one of first. the more special ones that we watched together. Yeah, we went to the thrift store, we got on VHS, and we we're like, let's just yeah pound our home and watch a bunch of Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, and like like I think the first movie that we watched together, I'm pretty sure it's. Rewindo, The Fly, and this one. So, Those are the ones that like stuck in our mind. Like, yeah. I'm sure we, we watched lots of Marvel movies together yeah, and exactly. Star Wars and that, yeah. but like these ones just have a, a special place in our, in our heart. For sure. Um, so do I need to run, run, run some fast facts real G- quick? Give or? us some uh, a fast facts and a little synopsis. All right. The Planet of the Apes is a 1968 American sci-fi film directed by Franklin J. Schaffner, written by Michael Wilson and Rod Serling of... Uh, Twilight Zone fame, uh, based based on a novel by by Pierre Boulle, which I have read. Um, so stars Charlton Heston, Roddy McDowell, Morris Evans, Kim Hunter, and Linda Harrison. Uh, box budget of five point eight million, grossed thirty three point three million. So it did a, a few times better better than its budget. So that's a good sign. So that's uh, that's some fast facts for you. Well, there you go. Uh, Rhett, was this your first time watching this movie, or have you seen it before? I I mean I've seen clips, I've seen the classic Simpsons <laughs> Doctor Zayas Doctor Zayas yeah I, I have been playing that nonstop this evening and Irma is uh, a little annoyed with it. <laughs> I was going to watch that video before I showed up today just to you know sing the song, but then I didn't. So <laughs> that's my little story for you. But thank uh, you. <laughs> I mean I'm I'm familiar with the movie obviously. I mean it's iconic. And then, you know, you got the new trilogy that came out, and then the new movie they're making. I've seen a few of those, but this is my first introduction to, like, the old Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. And what, what do you think of it, just off the hob? It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really cheesy, and I'm here for it. it it's, it's, also, it's very clever, yes. which I appreciate. I am, like, it manages to, like, talk about these deep themes about humanity... But like in this like B movie sci fi kind of way, and it just blends that so it, it blends together so well. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's especially interesting. So uh, we'll get into this movie. Obviously, there's gonna be spoilers. This movie is from like over fifty years ago. So uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But like 1968, I don't know how much either of you know about the history of like 1968. But that was a huge year in just like modern history. Uh, like that's when like the civil rights was kind of hitting its peak. Uh, that's when the uh, there was like a, a French Revolution that happened there, like the the youth uh, revolt. Uh, mm-hmm. There was uh, like a huge like uh, in the movie world like uh, a big uh, boycott of uh, the Cannes Film Festival because of that uh, student revolt, and uh, like just like in a political sense, huge year uh, with like 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 race and gender and all that sort of stuff. So this movie coming out right at that time is very interesting and you know just putting it in that context i think is important mm-hmm. but uh from a from a technical perspective i think this movie kind of holds up i don't know about you yeah. guys what, what, what do you think about like let's say uh, let's start with like costume and makeup yeah which I, so I think this is kind of like known for the book 
like it, they're wearing like traditional like human outfits like they, they would have the top hats and the dapper suits but like as during production they're like no let's just main, let's just change the timeline make it look like, like, like the costumes they have and i think they work um like the apes have that like type of body suit that like kind of armored look and the and the and the the orangutans have their the robes more, like yeah their robes or <laughs> yeah yeah, and I I I like the the outfits. I like the the makeup is is, is astonishing. It like it's really hard to see. Like, oh man, I'm watching an actor do this. Like, I'm I'm, I'm watching a human act under all that makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, you're never like second guessing. Like, like usually like, accept. Oh, this is a person in a yeah. ape suit, but it looks good enough. I'm like, I'm not thinking about it. Rhett, yeah. what do you what do you think about like? Uh, well, was that actually makeup or was that just like a mask? It was uh, makeup and mask. Both a bit of both. It, it, yeah, depend, it depend. It depend on who it was. Like I think, uh, like the less uh, involved characters were more masks, yeah. and then the ones like yeah. that were like the stars but, were in makeup. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like makeup over top of a mask because that'd be like a thick layer of makeup. No, uh, yeah, it was a thick layer of makeup. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's impressive. But, plus, like, because like that, like their like their lips are moving and stuff, right? Like you yeah. have the mask. Yeah, they, their lips are moving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Led to yeah. some fun moments in the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. with the so, lips. So, so, so the what, lips. What, what'd you think of the the makeup, Rat? Well, I mean, I mean, you could tell that it's from the '60s, but it's very charming. I would say, like, it has a certain like lived-in quality that CGI doesn't have. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, CGI. I mean, depending on the CGI, like it looks real, and this, like it. I mean, they don't look like monkeys. In the new ones, or in the... like the the one we watched, oh, no. they're, no. they're they're apes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Hey. you got me. <laughs> but I mean, it it's they're weird to look at, but they're fun to look at, and they mm-hmm. just yeah. they're, they're goofy looking, and I like it. Mm-hmm. And like, if you look at the newer ones, where like it, it's performance capture, I, I I I I'm always surprised at how low the budgets are of those films because the because the the animation is just so seamless, mm-hmm. especially like once you get, once you get to the, th- the third one, and like you can like you can, you can almost like feel the the tex- texture of of the snow on Caesar's skin. You can like the, the detail just becomes so much more amazing, and like like they keep the budgets somehow low, like like under two hundred million for all them, which is bonkers. Mm-hmm. But like even like doing all, all, all this eight may make up on like under six million. For, for for the time that would have been like a blockbuster, like that would have been like a pretty big, big, big budget for for the six for the sixties. Mm-hmm. Very much so, and yeah. especially like with like you said, like Rod Sterling was a writer on it, and yeah. like the Twilight Zone was right in that era, and he was like a pretty big name. Rod uh, McDowell was on the Twilight Zone. I'm pretty sure we watched an episode with him in it. Yeah, we did back back in the day. Uh, that's a great show. Uh, yeah. Another thing I find kind of interesting. It's like the the film that they used early on. Just I don't know. This might be me just being nerdy, but it looks a lot like a National Geographic magazine, and I just thought that was like really charming. It like worked well with the sort of themes in the movie of making it seem more like documentarian in that sense. Like like mm. this is humanity <laughs> or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Like there, there's a pretty like, like bonkers shots early on. Like even like oh yeah, like like with the with the plane with with the ship crashing, with like when the ship crashes and then it cuts from like or then like, it zooms out from the from the water into the ship. 
Mm-hmm. That was that was a really cool effect. I'm There's some sure really cool shots. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm quite impressed by. Yeah, I, I will say some of the acting not the best. No. Definitely, definitely the stars of the show are the apes. I think they're the best actors in the movie. Um, but like Charleston Heston is is kind of you know. Well, he does. He does what he does. He, yeah. He's not he, the worst. He's not the worst, but, but he's not the best. He, he definitely does. No, from like the old like epics, like the biblical yeah. epics, is what he's. Yeah, he's, he's bringing like, like. A sort of like b- biblical epic quality into like a sci-fi B movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of that screaming. <laughs> you uh, blew which... it up. <laughs> you damn dirty <laughs> I'm madhouse. Um, <laughs> what What did you think of the soundtrack? It was, it was pretty cool. The score was very like per- percussive. Very like arithmetic, also like just yeah. There it, is, I think, one song that I remember. I commented on while we were watching, but I don't remember the soundtrack as a whole. I would say, and there's all like screeching sounds. It's it's very how I say is like very like intense. Like yes, it's in your face, and they're definitely using it to. Well, like I was saying before, like it's it's a lot like a biblical epic in that sense, which I think is interesting because where a lot of people you know, like to rightfully, I think, talk about how this is like a good allegory for race. And like, that's even how they were promoting it even more deeply. I would say this is a, a very religious movie mm-hmm. and, and, a, time. Yeah. and like a very like kind of questioning the role of religion in society. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I would say like the Charleston Heston character could easily be a stand-in for like a either a Moses or a Jesus type character, especially. Yeah. Well, right, you haven't seen the second one, but like he dies yeah. basically, right? Okay. And I kind of gave him the rundown of the, of the rest of the the old series. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a rundown. But, but yeah. uh, you know, Cam, you being more the theological one, what, what would you have to say about like sort of the the religious aspects of this film? Yeah, it I it's always so like they they introduced Doctor Zeus. <laughs> insert insert joke here as the guardian of the chief, as the chief guardian of the faith plus like the minister of science it's like it's like having the pope also be like dr fauci or, or like the chief or oppenheimer <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. Oppen- yeah oppenheimer as as his role plus the pope yeah yeah like like i feel like because these those, those roles are so contradictory because, like, I mean, like, obviously, it's not against Christianity to believe in science. Many, many Christians believe in science that the Earth, that the universe is billions of millions and billions of years old instead of five thousand years. But like, you still, you still have these sects of like ultra, like right, right wing, just like nut jobs that like just refuse to listen to science, even though like. The science doesn't contradict anything that the Bible says. The Bible, mm-hmm. the Bible, the Bible doesn't say, "Oh, the Earth was made some five thousand years ago." It kind of ex- like God, because God exists outside of time and our and our knowledge of time, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't. Well, it doesn't... E- even I remember as like a twelve year old, I was arguing like, uh, like in the Bible, it doesn't say like like one like one minute of God's time is like a million in ours. So like when he says like he created the world in seven days, couldn't that be millions of years? Like <laughs> exactly. Plus, because like it's it, like we know who wrote Genesis. That was Moses. Moses was, wasn't around when the when the Earth was created. He probably heard like it's a it's a, it's a like even like if you look, if you look at creation stories of any other different culture, it's all like like verbal and like 
How do you say? Would that be verbal or like? Well, and like the thing is like yeah, like there's like also multiple creation stories. Like there's two creation stories. Yeah, uh, and also like they're ripped off from like stories from that area. It's not an original creation story. No. Anyways, but like, that's more on the religion uh, <laughs> uh, aspect of things. But yeah. like, I think this movie is very ahead of its time mm-hmm. because, like, in in how it saw like very religious people also taking such a firm stance on things that you'd say are outside of religion, like science, right? Yeah. Um. Like, like today, like you see that all the time. Like, let's say with uh, like COVID, like how you lots of like religious people like refusing to get the vaccine, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then what, what's interesting is, like, you see the other scientists. Uh, oh, what, what are their names again? Um, the, the the main lady. What's her name? Dr. Zira. Yes. Where, like, she is, like, at, at the end of the movie, she's like, I still believe in the faith, but also, like, I'm scientific, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, how – but they're the quieter voice and they're not in charge. And yeah. I think that's, like, it, it – this film has a really firm grasp and understanding of – humanity which is interesting because like you know that's how this movie is kind of about but uh right do you have any thoughts on that my thoughts on the religion <laughs> scientific parts of this movie oh man are there ever thoughts Deep just thoughts. rolling around in my head it, it, a lot more simplistic than joe's just galaxy brain he's got going on <laughs> in there um but it's very much about like the conflict that goes from having, you know, Dr. Zayas kind of the head of both roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it kind of goes back into the the old debate of religion and politics, mm-hmm. right? If you have someone, it's, it's very contradictory. Mm-hmm. And as if you have someone who's trying to push faith and he finds something, you know, that goes against that, he's going to do whatever he can to make mm-hmm. sure the faith stays in power and you know isn't contradicted because he is high up you know mm-hmm. preaching uh, the religion uh, uh, like i feel like whenever we've seen like um st- um like politics and a certain religion getting like become too 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 tight that becomes a, a the- theocracy which is what this and, is yeah exactly and like mm-hmm. if you're not part of the, of that dominant religion then you're kind of they don't care about you. You're off to the side. You're you're automatically marginalized just because you don't agree with them mm-hmm. or, th- or think the same way. Well, and then is... like it, it, it comes out into not even just religion, but ideology, right? Like how yeah. how, how how you see the world, kind of thing. Which you know, I I don't think ideology is inherently bad, but when you yeah, because everyone has an ideology, <laughs> whether you say you yeah. don't do or don't, everyone has an ideology. But yeah. it's it's basically how is that weaponized uh, and. This, Sense how are, like, you, like, how are you harming or helping people with it? Dr. Zayas is obviously using ideology to his benefit. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately, I think Dr. Zayas seems to be like a kind of a, a warning against fascistic ideas of like, mm. uh, you know, purity or like <laughs> almost like how religion being mixed with like politics and science leads to sort of a fascistic way of thinking. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. You know, for, like you're saying, it's a it's a B science fiction movie, but the reason I, I love science fiction so much is it does a good job of taking our current problems and putting them in a different place to kind of work them out in a in a way that you couldn't if it's just like a drama or something like that. You can kind of mm-hmm. you can work on these big ideas without 
I guess, directly harming or like commenting on something. You can mm-hmm. kind of like separate yourself and like look at it from a new angle. But yeah, <laughs> that's why why I, I love uh, you know love this this science fiction stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know the the other obvious thing is uh, race. I think this is obviously uh, discussing like you know it came out in nineteen sixty eight. Like I said, the one line that I think uh, just really stuck with me and I thought it was like really like well crafted was uh like like Dr. Zayas is like uh I think it's Dr. Zayas is like all ape don't you believe like all apes are created equal and then uh oh. Charles says like some are more equal than others or or something to to that effect. That's I, uh that's a line from uh Animal Farm. Interesting uh, to, from or- 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 Orwell um like when the pigs are ruling and like all oh, like that's like one of the one of the rules as the pigs get power and they can separate themselves is all animals are equal but some are more equal than others mm-hmm. like that's a, a but like it's about like who's who like what does that mean right it's a it's a paradox yeah which is well like this was written by rod sterling who you know he was he's jewish and uh he faced a lot of anti-semitism growing up like he wasn't allowed to join a bunch of clubs and stuff as a, as a kid because he was Jewish and like in, in New York and uh, stuff like that. And you can obviously see kind of how he viewed America, you know, like he, he was a big supporter of, of equal rights. And like uh, his whole idea was uh, putting like, if you were like black, like how would you uh, feel about segregation? You'd obviously not think it was not great. Like if you're told you're equal, it's not really equal. But he's also speaking more from his own uh, lived experience, and I thought that was quite interesting. And uh, I wouldn't say it's the most progressive of movies. I would say it's oh. it's it, it's more just asking questions rather than coming up with answers, which I yeah. I think is, is interesting. There's a, there, there, there's a time and a place for that. Yeah. And yeah. Listen, just having some fun. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I thought the there, there's so many random like chase scenes in this movie that <laughs> right <laughs> that are just absolutely wild. They're just like, oh man, we need some action. Uh, okay, uh, Charles, you wanna just run, beat up a bunch of run, a, run, run around for a bit. Okay, it sounds good. Also, we have like five extra nets on set, so we're just gonna throw a net once in a while. <laughs> I, I, I do love nets. all the nets. Like so many uh, nets. Like the the first sort of like when we first meet the apes and they're just running through the cornfield, <laughs> we just get like ten minutes of them just running around. The, the there's like the the Three Stooges esque gag where he just runs on a tree stump and they get caught on the tree stump and I don't know it's just so silly. Like this is this is like the perfect movie to watch with friends because it's yeah. just so mm-hmm. goofy and you can just be like, what is that? But it has enough like meat and potatoes like kind of life thought provoking stuff that it like latches you on. It's not just stupid fun, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that. What'd you think of all the, the chase scenes and the, the one liners and all that rest? <laughs> well, my thought was, okay, I, I kind of view this as kind of the setup for the new movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I see this man running about a mock, <laughs> just drop kicking monkeys and they're just flying everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, how have the monkeys gotten to the point where they're as weak as humans, that a guy can just obliterate like yeah, twenty like, monkeys. If I were to go fight a chimpanzee one v one, I'm dead. Oh, hundred percent. Like I'm getting like see a chump. Like I, I we had we we had a good a good run. And this guy's going through a crowd of them. Yeah. Like, like, like apes you... could like rip you apart in one. Yeah. Like... Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but they, they got the teeth, the muscles. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, like if you look at evolution, well, like like humanity like evolved from obviously o- over million, millions of years. Mm-hmm. Like from a, well, we evolved from a common ancestor. We didn't evolve from right, right, yeah, yeah. But like similar, similar skill tree as the as a video, video game <laughs> metaphor, right? <laughs> Well, sure. yeah. we're, we're just, we're just on different skill tree. What, what, a, what a science lesson. <laughs> Their skill tree is more like muscle and yeah. like fighting, and we're more like big big brain time. Yeah, well, our, our frontal lobe mm-hmm. evolved, most most of us. Yeah, well, and what's interesting is like a lot of uh, like very religious people hated this movie when it came out just from the evolutionary viewpoint that it, it took. <laughs> I, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I wrote a paper about this in like 2021, I believe, and if I remember correctly, it is on the like Pope's banned movie list. From I, I think I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> don't, the Pope's don't. banned movie list. Yeah, the Pope bans movies. Like he says, like He's if you're a Catholic, banned. You, like okay, can ca- we look at this? It's after if you're ca- if you're a Catholic, you're, like, you're, I, I want to know what he's all banned. L- l- let me look it up. Uh, all right, let's the Jamie pull it up. <laughs> is it is it is it still banned or is it like? Uh, I don't think it's still it banned. At the time people don't really listen to the Pope very much. I'll uh, no. I'll, I'll I'll DM Pope Francis on Instagram. Okay, like, which uh, movies here, do you here not recommend? All right, yeah. th- th- this is a little side thing, but this is a fun episode. So, uh, mo- <laughs> uh, these are the most controversial movies of all time. Uh, oh, never mind. This this isn't the banned list. This is most controversial. I'm assuming like the last last temptation of Christ would be on there, the Scorsese film. Yeah, I'm pretty you sure. Think that'd be bad. Oh yeah, because it's based off a book, not scripture. Oh okay, yeah, then probably. And people were like, "It's not the Bible." And Scorsese's like, "Hey, it's adapted by a book. Here's the book. Read the book. <laughs> Read the book." What else would be on there? It's gonna be some other evolution. Probably like no, probably not Jurassic Surf, Park. Surfs up probably. Surfs up. <laughs> Barn, Surfs up. Barnyard. Interesting. All right, I'm not sure what I'm finding. Has oh, I gotta be like uh, Ice Age Buck Wild. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely on there. Well, like, well, like Cars Two has like a car giant out across Europe, so you gotta think that Cars Two would be on there. What movies have been banned by the Catholic Church? These are just some random ones. Um, Taxi Driver. Uh, Psycho. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, that makes sense. The Exorcist. The Wicker Man. Oh, no, the Wicker Man. Not, not, no, not the name Nicholas Cage oh, one. Come on, but not the, the, the bees. The seventies one. Oh, okay. 60s, I thought you yeah. the Nick Cage it's one. a, it's a, <laughs> it's a remake. Uh, so, uh, one movie. So yeah, they. Uh, I don't know. I'm just reading this on the fly. So like, so, so it sounds like like, so, like, like, like There's also like like a Catholic Church rating system. Where they'll be Ooh. like, <laughs> do you think I'm, there's like a letterbox, but g- for the g- Catholic Church? Catholic letterbox. <laughs> give, give me like a few months because next semester I'm taking a Catholicism and film class. Oh hell yeah! That sounds, yeah, <laughs> that sounds poggers. Okay, that, was, that sounds fun. So uh, I'll give you an update in like okay, a few months. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to hear. It. Excellent. Uh, anyways, back back to the to, to the movie. Um, <laughs> n- nice little sidetrack. Uh, yeah, untangent. <laughs> But th- there's so many good just lines in this movie, like "Get your stinking paws, paws off, off me, me, you, you damn dirty, dirty ape!" ape. <laughs> it's it's so good. Or uh, it's a madhouse, a madhouse. Oh. I don't know. It's it's perfect. Uh, like 
uh, if you want a movie to succeed, you need to have some good one-liners. I, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what can I so, say? Especially like a beam movie like this, which I think like it speaks to how well it is made for a beam movie that's lasted this long that people still watch it. Yeah. Well, cause, well, because like it's under two hours. It's a reasonable runtime. I'm pretty sure it was on Criterion for a bit too. Back in it was like for a, a very little bit, but yeah, a few months ago, you know, for a month. I've run, um, I've run Blu-ray thanks to Cam. Hell yeah! Mm. Well, I I have the Legacy collection of the the first five on Blu-ray. Sure. Plus, I have the Reeves. The well, not sorry, the Modern Trilogy, not the Reeves. Reeves only did two and three. But I also have the the new trilogy on Blu-ray as well. So, yeah. Getting back into some more uh, heavier stuff, I guess. I thought what was interesting is how it showed sort of the corruption of the courts mm-hmm. and how uh, <laughs> like tied it is to not actually, like I don't know, being fair. It's just completely trying to get its agenda across, yeah. which I think is especially prominent. Like, obviously, like in Canada, we don't care much about the courts, even though it is, it is a thing. I'd say the courts here uh, deal a lot more with labor stuff than the uh, u.s courts do but in the u.s courts which obviously this movie is a critique of there's a lot more sort of issues with the the system where you know the president can choose judges and they uh, can be very political for one side and again this movie does a good job of sort of predicting that there's the one shot that i really love of the courtroom when they do like the 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 see no evil speak no evil hear no evil. yeah <laughs> that was that was awesome <laughs> i thought it was perfect i don't know it, it's cheesy but it, it works so well uh but yeah i don't I, this movie I does feel that works especially like in this movie like doing that yeah. like that wouldn't work in like most movies but because like they don't like <laughs> reference it like like you could watch this movie and not notice that. Like I yeah. think it took me like maybe twenty seconds to yeah. notice it. But they just kept like doing the thing, and I'm like that. That's uh, that's good. Yeah. It's good it, stuff. It's great. I don't know. I, I I love this movie. It's it's always a good time seeing it. Yeah. Uh, I love how Doctor Zayas like knows, like presumably he knows like about the human stuff before Cornelius tells him. Like because Cornelius is oh like you knew. He's like, oh yeah, I knew. But like, it's almost like. Like the, the the status quo is too important to keep instead of like doubting and evolving the faith. It's mm-hmm. what just well, and and he quo. almost like by the end is somewhat justified because uh, like he shows like in his like secret scripture, it's like humans are very dangerous and they, all they do is murder. Which yeah. you know again in 1968, it, uh, continuing like this is right around like the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? Like. Earth was on the brink of blowing up, and uh, yeah. it it kind of is speaking to how I think the writer and the directors of this movie viewed humanity and kind of how they feared how much we love killing <laughs> and, yeah. and where where that would take us. Right, like uh, that, that's ultimately what this movie is, I think, trying to get across is that humanity likes to kill each other and will justify it by either race or by uh religion or like we'll, we'll use something to justify killing each other and i think well, that's like, what this movie's kind of well the, the, first, the first time bombs were dropped on u.s soil was on a on a labor strike or on a labor attack right like mm-hmm. the battle of battle of blair mountain which we, which we kind of talked about with our metal on episode mm-hmm. that, like that's just state violence on people yeah yep. 
<laughs> uh, love, yeah. love to murder. I don't know. Th- this movie's just a good time. I, I, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it because, like, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty good. Rat, would you have anything to say about this movie? Uh, I think we mostly covered it. Th- have you seen any other Planet of the Apes movies? I've like, have seen, you seen the original two trilogy? of the new ones. But They're that's good. it. Are, are you excited about the, the one that's coming out? Well, seeing as I, as I haven't seen the third one, um, I'm going to say no. I mean, I watched the first two, like, as a kid, and I'll be honest, I didn't care for them, and then I never watched them again because it made Cameron really upset, and that's one of my favorite things to do, is just to bug him with uh, bad movie opinions, so and good. it really gets to him, and it's it does. it's the best. The worst. <laughs> well. It's such a good trilogy! <laughs> it's, it is good. <laughs> like, yeah, there's better. Like, as a Dawn and War fan, when, the, when they announced, oh, Matt Reeves is doing the Batman, I was like, oh... <laughs> This is going to be peak cinema. Yeah, but it's Batman. And like, it was. It can't be peak. It was, Batman is peak cinema. <laughs> Anyways. It's okay. Why we get into the rating of this movie, I'm going to give it a good... So, Rhett, we, we give this a, out of two thumbs. What do you give it? I give it two thumbs out of two thumbs. I, I give it two thumbs. Yeah, I'll give it two thumbs. Hell yeah. Wow. Six, look six look, look of, at that. Six, six, six thumbs. thumbs out of six thumbs. What, what That's a, a lot of thumbs. All right. Thumbs. Next... We have the letterbox game. So since you're a guest, I will uh, give you a little rundown of the rules. So basically, I read out a few uh, reviews that I found on Letterboxd. And one of them I made up here on the spot. Um, Excellent. And you have to guess, uh, since there's we. two of you, you have to guess. You have to choose one together. You yeah, both can't cool. choose one. You have to decide together yeah. on which one I made up. All right. It's fun time. All right. Are, are, you, are you ready? You're on a streak? I want to roll. And I've done two or two or three in a row now. Uh, you've done three in a row, I believe. Yes, yeah, yeah, I have. Okay. Well, look at you. All right, first one. Bill Nye, the makeup guy. Number two. A movie that knows what you want and gives it to you. A guy kissing one of the sexy female apes. Oh. <laughs> Number three. Oh, that was so amazing. <laughs> Number three. Charleston Heston is so annoying uh, in this movie, no wonder the apes refuse to listen to him. <laughs> number four is there a role a role charleston heston was more born to play than cynical astronaut and number five was waiting two hours for god uh was waiting two hours for godzilla to show up hmm what are thinking? i'm thinking two okay I'm th- I-, I was thinking one one yeah it's one of the first two yeah uh Go one. You're on a streak. One. We'll do. We'll, we'll, let's do one. You are correct. Let's go four in a row. He's, I'm he's really off my game. <laughs> what? 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 Let's what? Go. Made, what Joe, made you need you, to add uh, in a twist. Well, I don't know. I thought you wouldn't add in a fifth review. <laughs> Throw them off. Well, we do five for for when 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 we have guests. We do one when it's just me. What? Like for five? Oh yeah. Usually there's four. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, what made you think of, think of that? Uh, I, I, like I, I, I was just thinking. I was just, I was like, I was like, would someone do a do a do a Bill Nye joke on Letterboxd? I don't know. Oh, that's true. Bill Nye's great. Well, because he's, uh, he's, he's the makeup guy because he did makeup for this movie. He what? Did? Yeah. Oh, Bill Nye, the not... makeup guy. There, there's, oh, that, that's why it's the, like he's the makeup guy who did this movie. Oh, okay. Let me production. Okay, how many Bill Nyes are there? I know there's at least two. There's the science guy, and then I guess the makeup guy. But Bill Nye is this the same guy that was Davy Jones? 
No, 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 no. That, 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 that's a different Bill Nye. Okay, yeah, that's how I was there's like. How many th- Bill Nyes Three Bill Nyes, but that's, that's fine. Oh, that's too many. Yeah, so we we didn't get... we Okay. Well, you got it right, so that's all that yeah. matters. Yeah, yeah. But yes, right. uh, Bill Nye did... Uh, no, Ben Nye, sorry. That, that's my ben, Yes. Ben oh, Nye. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That, that, that's where I slipped up. All right. Uh, <laughs> that 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 that's, that, that's where I catch him was yeah. on, the, <laughs> on technicalities. Yeah, that uh, was that, that was how, my, how that was how our streak started. I think on a, on a screw up. Yeah, no, from, well, I made it up on the spot. I was like, yeah, let's yeah, take a okay. quick little break and let me just yeah, try it down like, real oh, quick. Uh, who's Samwise? I'm like, oh, okay, that, that yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. now we're gonna get into the last little bit of the show, which is our recommendations. Rhett, do you have a recommendation for us this week? Since you are a wonderful guest, ah. Recommendation. Okay, well, let me just take a quick peruse around the room I'm in. <laughs> yeah. See if I can give a recommendation. Walls, um, ceilings. Oh, I. No, nah, I haven't seen that, Cam. Um, you know what? I'm going to recommend not watching the Batman. <laughs> it's a reverse recommendation. Oh no, you can't do that. It's a. It's an okay movie, but on the whole, I mean, there's better Batman movies out there. So <laughs> just don't watch the new The Batman because. I mean, unless you want to see him, like, fly into a bridge, which was pretty fun. You watch The Flash. I'm not going to recommend <laughs> Flash, Cavern. Have you seen The Flash? No. I have. I refuse. That's yeah, fair. It looks really bad. Deserved. I'll, I'll watch it when I'm intoxicated. Yeah. There. Yeah, that's fair. A Cam, reverse recommendation. Cam, what, what are you recommending this week? Uh, I'll do Tenet. I watched Tenet with my dad uh, this week. Seems like a the... dad movie. Yeah, it was like over the course of a few days, he was like, oh, I'm feeling like something spy. I'm like, well, what about spies that travel through time, kind of? He's like, sure. So then we uh, watched Tenet, and it was solid. It was, did we, did we, we watch Tenet together, or was that Mean Hunter? I've never seen it. That was Mean, mean Hunter. Okay. Um, but yeah, I saw <laughs> I, it. I like getting confused with uh, another one of Cam's friends. I mean, Mean Hunter are very similar. <laughs> you both live in Brandon. Shout out, shout out to Hunter if you're listening. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a uh, former guest. Um. But also like, yeah, it's a very, it's a very, very, very fun movie. And like, I feel like because I, I hadn't watched it since 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 since, since, the, since the, the, the cinema three years ago, and like watching it again, being being able to pause because we just we're we're, we're we're busy. Like it almost gave me. It was either it was way easier to, to follow to follow the, the, this time. Mm-hmm. So that it was, I love it. John D. Washington's great. Mark Pattinson's great in it. Chris, Christopher Nolan, he's a good, he's a good director. So that's two. You're a good Pattinson's director. Pattinson's recommendations. It is. Uh, or, my recommendation zero. is a a dumb movie that I love. Ah. Tag. <laughs> the 2018 tag. classic Tag. Classic. Uh, which you know, for those listening, which is everyone except for the guests uh, and Cam. I have the Blu-ray of in my hand, and it's amazing. I don't know. It, it, it. We just had time change here, so it gets dark at like five p.m. You know, people get seasonal depression. So watch a watch a dumb fun movie. Uh, that's my recommendation for me. That's Tag. Do you have Tag there too? No, oh. it's pre- pre- Premium Rush. It's a movie about a bike messenger who gets hunted down by a cop. Nice. Well, solid. <laughs> well, it's a solid film. There just you go. Love it. Well. It's, yeah, Th- thank you for being here, Rhett. It was, it was nice, nice having you as a guest. Uh, yeah, it ma- makes me fun. reminisce of the the good old days when we had a had a good podcast. And uh, listeners, just wait till you have Liam on the podcast. He's oh a good time too. Oh man! Also, throw back to Five Angry Men. Callback. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll just have to bring back the whole podcast one day. Yeah. 
Yeah, do, a, do, do, a, do a whole like, five five men reunion. Oh, jeez. I think that's impossible. I think we could do the four men pretty easily. I think five could be oh, difficult. The, 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 the fifth one specifically? Five yes. people for a podcast is a, is a lot of people. That was cool. We could like do it in the car on the... Oh, we could do like the be- top five road trip movies <laughs> while on a road trip. Yeah, while on yeah, a road I'll, trip, I'll set up yeah. my my microphone. It'll be great. Yeah, won't get yeah. any road noise at all. <laughs> okay, so uh, actually, I'm sure they won't question when we're crossing the border why I have a bunch of microphones. Recording equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm not it's a fine. spy. It's fine. <laughs> it's a special podcast episode. Yeah, exactly. Also, do you want, do you want the... me interviewed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you want to come with? The, <laughs> the yeah, border guard. Do you, do you want to come with? <laughs> this is the. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be our guests. We'll just take a border crossing. <laughs> uh, this is the least bonkers of the old planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, that's what Cam was telling me. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait until you get into like. Well, the second one is crazy. Bonkers. Third, you're getting wild. Fourth Third. is crazy. I don't think I've even seen the, the fifth one though. I I we, we watched the first four together. We oh when we bought them, they didn't have the fifth fifth one. They just had the first four. I mean, someone bought the fifth, the fifth one on, on its own. But I, watched it, but I watched it since. I haven't logged on Letterboxd. It was before I used Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. But, I have, but I have the fifth, fifth, fifth one. And I, have, I watched it. Um, Paul w- Williams, song singer from the old... He plays one of the orangutans. Wild. Well, anyways, that's been our episode this week. Thank you yeah. for listening. And tune in next week when we talk about something. Something. Bye-bye now. <laughs>